Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. So before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to thank everybody who is a regular listener for being so loyal. And if you're a new listener, I'm so happy you're here. You could just take two minutes or less and rate me on iTunes. Five-star review would be awesome. That helps me keep current on the charts and really helps spread the word about the podcast. Today on the podcast, Izzy Pick Abera. Izzy came across the pond many years ago to help the U.S. version of Dancing with the Stars get off the ground. She had helped make it a big hit in the U.K. Well, best laid plan, she ended up staying for many years here in L.A., which we get into. And most recently, she became showrunner, executive producer of The Masked Singer, which, as you'll hear, I'm completely obsessed with. And if you haven't seen it yet, you can jump right in for season two on Fox starting September 25th. It's weird, it's addictive, it's amazing. And Izzy shares all the inside info on how it got to air, the story on how T-Pain pulled off the season one win and what those judges are really like off the air. Okay, so I am here with Izzy Pick Ibarra. Ibarra. Am I pronouncing it right? No, I don't know. (laughs) Do you go by Izzy Pick professionally? I go by Izzy, my name has changed many times. (laughs) Because I think I knew you as Izzy Ashcroft. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So legally I'm Isabel Ashcroft. Okay. But I go by Izzy Pick Ashcroft or Izzy Pick Ibarra. (laughs) You'll basically answer it anything. Anything. Yeah. Izzy. That's what you need to know. Yeah. So you and I have actually, this is our first time meeting in person, I think, that Mm -hmm. I remember. Very exciting. Um, Now, do you remember that you are the one who gave me Hamilton tickets the day of? Oh my <laughs> God, that's you. Yes. Oh. So you posted the day yes, of yes. Thanksgiving yes, two years that's ago. Right, when I got married. Yeah. That's and why. And you said, I can't use these. Yeah. I was dying to see Hamilton. I called oh you within God. like five seconds. And then like an hour later, I had the tickets. Yes, that's And they right. were, it was such a gift. Thank you. I mean, oh, let's be clear. God. I paid for them, but pay. it was not, <laughs> you did not mark them up. Through the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they're not cheap, but I was getting not. married the next day. Was that what it was? That's were what your was. parents mm-hmm. in town? Yep. Yes. So they'd all come over for my wedding, right. and which I'd planned in a record breaking five weeks from scratch. So you had already bought the Hamilton tickets long ago, not knowing that it was also your wedding. Not really. I was going to get married, yes. Now, did you ever see Hamilton after no, that? I've never seen it. <laughs> was you it amazing? a hell of a show. Was it amazing? I promise you, if it comes back and I get the tickets, I will sell them f- to you. Please. I was so upset about that. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, it was such a good, I was just like, is this, I can't what, how did this happen? You. Yes. Of course it so was. So wow. I can say Lin-Manuel Miranda's really brought us together. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah. Amazing. So now that we have that out of the way. Great. So your resume, I don't even know where to start because it's so great. Long. So you, it's long. <laughs> you, but you're, you're not as old as me, but you've been around. So I think I am. So the, so I really want to talk, go in depth on The Masked Singer because it's my new favorite obsession. And just so you know, just so you're aware, my daughter and I, because I knew I had to prepare because I had only seen one or two episodes when it aired, Mm -hmm. not because I didn't like it. I thought I was like, what the hell am I watching? This is amazing. And I have to admit, I went into it going, this is ridiculous. And I came out going, I I came out going, this is genius and I get it. Yes. So then I was excited to watch it. But of course, you know, the night before we didn't have time to watch all long. So we did the first two full And then we, on Hulu, and then we did, once we knew all the characters, yeah. we fast forwarded to just the judges guessing and then to the end, <laughs> to the reveal. And like That's the reveal, the way it I know yeah. this is the binge version yeah, of yeah, the Masked yeah. Singer season one. 
But the fun thing is, is like the reveal never gets old. No, it's so weird, isn't it? Because I mean, I know obviously who they all <laughs> right. are, right? And I still get incredibly emotional and surprised when we do when we shoot the reveal, right? Exactly. Which is bizarre. And we realize, even though you know, what you're even saying. though I know exactly yeah. who everybody is and have known from the get go. But it was interesting. And the ratings was, I thought that as soon as people knew who was under the masks that maybe they wouldn't watch the show right no but the plus threes and the plus sevens were like record breaking and that that was so fascinating well that makes perfect sense though because Mm -hmm. it it's not like a normal quote-unquote competition show where right where it doesn't matter this is truly you have to know who every single person is by the end yeah or you're not going to be satisfied exactly you have to see the moment don't you where the mask comes off you just have to see that and we only watch for, you know, three hours or whatever. Like, yeah. I can't only now. three hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we <laughs> condense time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, for me, that's yeah. pretty good. Um, but I was even like, I need to know. And I remembered Peacock was Donny Osmond. Yep. For some reason, I thought he won, but I didn't know about T-Pain. Oh, And what God, an I amazing reveal. Because I, I, I truly had Monster, no. Monster, actually, t Monster. Monster. What did I call That's him? T-Pain. I don't call him by their real name. Oh, you call him Monster? Yeah. I, I mean, can't call them by their that, real name. Okay. So, God, I have a million questions. But yeah. here's my first very yeah. small logistical question from my daughter. Yes. Great question, Good. I think. Um, I can't wait. Do the mass singers know each other? No, they don't. <gasps> they, know, they don't know who one another are. So, and That's they don't I mean. find out until the show airs. Oh my God. So I'm desperate to do a, like, watch what happened live-esque reunion show yes. where- they all meet for the yes. first time. I would oh. love to do that. I mean, There's, I don't know why. Yes, but yes, they don't know who one another are. They, they, a couple of them will hear one another, like because we do like smackdowns this season, and so they are performing against one another. Um, but they still won't know you're saying. But they sometimes they'll recognize the odd person will recognize someone else's voice. Right. But they won't know for sure because right. they'll That's never the see their faces. Even though, like I knew the only one that I knew for sure. 100% in my mind was Joey yeah. Fatone from the beginning. Oh, really? Okay. Because not even like I know NSYNC or him that well. Yeah. But there was, I knew his voice. Yes, and, right. And the clues, the Florida, it sync, synchronized, it all added up. Yeah. Okay, but here's my other small, mm. these are just the dumb Go questions on, getting it, out of the way. It, I love it. The Margaret Cho, I also thought it was her and nobody guessed her, but I you thought, guessed well, her. because comedy and San Francisco, oh, well done. she was the only one I could think yeah. of. However, I was really thrown off, which is why I didn't settle on her by the weight exercising thing. What was that? The, uh, oh, that she basically she ba- is a big exercise See, I didn't thing, know and, we, that. and also you talk about the poodle weightlifting, the poodle video. Yeah, that we did. wait, she was well, the poodle, poodle, right? Poodle poodle exercise videos are really big on YouTube. Oh, really? so we did. <laughs> who knew? And we t- so we had found some of these poodle exercise videos. We're howling with laughter, and we're like, "Oh, genius! We'll put her into." an exercise video environment because that's what all the kids are watching. Oh my God. See, this so is that's hitting that on from. so many mm. pop culture cil- cylinders. Yes. It was, yeah. Um, oh my God. Okay. There's a lot of weird reasons for things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So let's start at the beginning with Mass Singer because mm. I have really so curious about everything. So is the format, you're an, an American format. Did it come from, where did it come it, from? How did it all start? So the format is a, is a Korean format. Wow. And the show, um, Basically, I think the show was brought, was 
people tried to sell it a while ago, actually, in the US, but they used, they had a sizzle based on the Korean format, which is incredibly different to our format. What, what are the main differences? There's about 45 contestants and there's oh. a massive panel, like a huge panel. They don't really cover themselves up so much. <laughs> there's more right. eye patches. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, and wow. so I understand why that maybe hadn't sold. But then the Thais did a, um, a version of it based on the Korean format, which was much more, Amer- more, much more westernized and they, their costumes were much more extravagant. And so the sizzle that ended up getting made the second time round was for the Thai, the Thai version. And so Craig Plestis and Paradigm, basically, I think Paradigm had got the rights um, and Craig was attached to with um, Steve Wall. And then they... So Craig and Steve, they're big showrunners. Craig Plestis um, had was attached to, to the show via Paradigm. And they had taken that out to pitch and, and made it, Craig had made a sales tape, which was fantastic. That had got taken to Fox. And then I got a call. It must have been January last year. And from one of the execs at Fox. Was Claire, it Corey? It was Clara Donahoe. Okay. And who I've worked with and have known for many, many years. And she did, she and I did Ladies of London together. <gasps> so we know, we know each other extremely well. So she called up and went, there's this really weird show. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be great for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah and, it. Uh, and actually at the time I was incredibly disillusioned with TV and I was kind of wondering whether I was going to leave the industry, you know, cause I just wanted to be creative and, I'd felt like it had become much less creative for a long time. And I don't like that. Um, so I'd sort of become a glorified line producer in my head, um, yeah. you know. So I, so this way she sends this, I'd heard about the idea and I thought that sounds like shit. Like I don't, why would anyone want to watch that? People in masks, what do you mean? And I'd expected it to be people in masquerade ball masks right. for some reason. Like an eyes wide shut situation. Yes, like yeah. just weird, right? Yeah. So the sales tape gets sent to me and literally I watch this sales tape and I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I have ever seen in my life. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was the Thai version, which was extremely strange. <laughs> Even weirder than the American. <clears throat> which is, yeah, which is perfect. Um, and I, I got chills on the back of my neck, and my arms. And honestly, to go, I, I went, I was like, if I don't get that job, if I don't get given this job, I'm going to throw myself out of a window if there is one near me. And um, I, I, so I rang Claire and said, I, you know, I have to do this show. And then met with Craig at Bob's Donuts in the farmer's market, which is where he likes to meet. I love it. And um, and we weren't picked up. We dev- we started developing the format then, um, but we weren't picked up. We were cast contingent until three weeks before we take. Get out of no. here. Okay, so you were cast contingent. Mm-hmm. And did you have, like, how did the, tell me about the casting. Tell me about can how you, you imagine? No. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, can you imagine well, what people's reaction is? It's he, like... Okay, so would you be prepared to dress as an enormous great rabbit? Would you? Well, that's why and my daughter's going, it's it's uh, Lady Gaga. It's El- Elton John. I was like, sweetie, 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 sweetie. It's just not. <laughs> we're lucky if we're going to get a Joey Fatone here. You know, but yeah. like. It was it was hard. Yeah. I mean, people, it was like dancing First with season, the stars exactly. though. I mean, I remember that was cast contingent right. and I nearly went home 
on yeah. base of until six weeks before the first show on Dancing with the Stars, or I it was told I was going home. Oh yeah, you I know, mean, first season of any show hmm. like that, no one wants to be Why the one would out there, you? right? No, it's and like, if you do want to do it, you may not want them at the network. So um, <laughs> yeah, so basically, we we were lucky though because there were a couple of people that were very into like Southeast Asian culture, for example, that were aware of the format. Really, and some of the agents were aware of the format. There was bets going around town though from the agents that we wouldn't be able to book it and so to Don't them love, i just yeah say, haha say you're like yeah. you just bought some it, new but shoes actually, <laughs> it's born, it's, it spurns me on when yeah, i hear least, things like that i feel the same mm, way I yeah totally get it yeah um so we so who came on first who came on first um i think peacock did so donnie yep. was it donnie no it wasn't it was dear it was terry bradshaw wow yeah he was the first one on and he, because well, he had country albums out, people may not know. Oh my God, and we did not yeah, yeah. Deer was, we decided Deer was the creepiest costume. I mean, there mm. were a lot of creepy costumes. Yes. But that like gas mask looking thing, that I was terrifying. <laughs> if all... I'd seen him in a dark alleyway, I would have been really uncomfortable. Exactly. But... but the, br- oh God, I have a million questions just about, well, let's just go there about the costumes. Yes. How did them. you decide? Okay. So how, who decides on the character? Do you have producers that work with the contestants? No. We wow. don't know because we are, it's so confidential. So there's only about 20 people who know <gasps> the identities of the cast. So we don't have, I don't have a big team. So the cast have. decides, so the contestant decides. We basically come up, so we agreed with Fox, a whole number of costume concepts okay. right at the beginning. Okay. So we created a deck, a mood board right. of all the different kinds of costumes you could do. And some of them, we decided to Americanize what they were doing in um, Thailand because yeah. there was sort of there was a giant pork bun which maybe <laughs> wouldn't have translated quite so well um, some ramen but um, and so we decided to go okay what American cultural you know um, iconic items I guess or, or animals and um, so we came up with a list and then we sketched out our designer sketched out 20 of those and then we started we'd send them to the singers as they got booked and nine times it's bizarre for some reason there is a costume for somebody on everyone on the cast that means something to them yeah from your selection wow it's bizarre wow right so i don't know the raven yeah uh, ricky lake you know she saw her that raven costume and was like <gasps> that's my spirit animal you wow. know, and her husband had recently died. I couldn't believe, of course, I went rabbit holing on that. Oh like, oh, Ricky husband had mm-hmm. a husband. I know. And then, so that was Phoenix rising from the flames and it was incredibly meaningful yeah. to her. Um, Monster, he, I thought no one was going to pick that costume. I was like, no one's going to want to be in that. And that was the, th- he literally zoned in on that because wow. he felt like a monster. He felt like everyone had, vil- he'd been vilified for so long, you know, so there was meaning for everybody. I mean, it was really extraordinary. Amazing. So then once they you settled on who was going to be mm-hmm. which character, how big is the design team that actually constructs the costume? It's not it's not massive. I mean, we have um, there's a there's mask builders and then there's costume builders. Okay, separate teams, separate kind of teams that they end up working together. But the, the mask build is incredibly 
I mean, it's incredibly complicated and done so beautifully. I mean, I could, if I showed you pictures of, say, lion's mask, which started out as a clay mold, you know, this incredibly intricate lion and then was dipped in 24 karat gold. Oh my God. You should do some little packages like oh, that. Oh, I've shot a lot of it. No one seems to want it, but yeah, yes. We'll do I the know. documentary, the behind the scenes. Can we? Yeah, I'd because it just, it's such it's a beautiful process. Oh, it's yeah. so artistic. It is. It's so artistic. And also... Are the masks as hard to get off? I mean, I know there's drama built in and I know the little tricks no, no, of the trade, are. but are nightmare. they actually hard to get off? Yeah. Is it, you can't you purposely see anything. Torture them. You can't no, is that see. true? They yeah. literally can't see anything? If you wrapped a piece of paper around your face, okay, on the outside of your eyes, like in a circle, if you lost all peripheral vision, okay, okay so imagine all of your peripheral vision goes and you're literally looking through a tunnel of light. That's And then studio lights shine in it, right? <gasps> so they're blinded, essentially. They're blinded. Oh my <laughs> they're blinded God. they i mean they can see you need strong eyesight but you can see off stage far better than when you get on stage and and the light shine you know during a performance it's extremely difficult and that's even more remarkable because a lot of them ma- move around well, Pe- peacock donny osmond yeah. if you heard Jesus. his in-ears he recorded all of his um, choreography cues in his ears, as well as his vocal. It's the most amazing piece of tape that I have. So he's listening back to that while he's performing? It'll be like, (gasps) one, two, three, arms in the air, shake (gasps) a tail feather, sell it, to the left, to the right. I mean, it's like, it's... He's and the that's real why he's that guy deal. moved around the stage in the way that he did. I mean, he's an I inspiration, chills. honestly. It that's was just... Unbe- and mm. he, he said he had the best time of his entire he life. And that man loved it. been on stage a lot. A lot. So I was telling he my daughter that it. I had a huge crush on him growing up. Oh, he's Yeah, amazing. and then he took off the mask. I was like, mm, it's faded a little. <laughs> I mean, I... Do you know what? Well I loved him as well the preserved. peacock. Exactly. Yes, when he keeps that I mask fell in on. love with the peacock. But it was so him. It was perfect. It was. And for him, you know, this is what the, the show offers for celebrities. And I love this about it. It is, we've all made mistakes in our lives, obviously. And it's a show that welcomes and embraces those people who maybe want either need redemption or they need a second chance or they need to be reinvented. And I love that because what you put on a mask to basically take off your mask, right? Yeah. To be yourself again. And that came through, mm. I mean, especially with the T Pain reveal, because that was shocking. Nobody oh, guessed yeah, him except I for know, Nick, which was very cool. And then Again, the biggest, it was like a triple reveal yeah. because it wasn't just that nobody guessed him. It was that no one knew he could sing. Like that. So no that, one was knew. A, that was brilliant casting. Well, he, he, that's why he wanted to do it, right? Yeah. It, but, you know, yeah. there's, and we have a few people this season as well who are doing the show for very specific reasons, you know, and they're reasons that are money, just put money aside. It's not why they're taking part, you know. Was it's, it much easier to cast this season? No. Wow. It never is. Interesting. Never is. No. And so let's go to the judging panel. Mm-hmm. So when did that start to take form? Because it's, it's last minute. Yeah. Well, let yes. me just say that it's a very electric show. It's yep. a party. Mm-hmm. A lot of shows try to make the show like that. Well, they have stakes and I don't believe in stakes if you want to have fun. Well, and yeah. that's the thing. Mm. It's just, it's very authentic. It yeah. feels, I mean, because you truly feel it's real that yeah. they honestly have no clue they have no idea nick has no, no clue nope. uh, carly my daughter kept saying i think he knows i go he doesn't know no, he would guess people yeah he's but really he would good. say to me yeah. i think i know who that is yeah. based on the way they're behaving with him yeah right and he he's, does also know everybody i was just gonna way. say he's just one of those guys yeah, he knows that everyone shock me at all that no. he could recognize no. t-pain's voice i know exactly and they're he's, really good friends by the way 
Uh, so already, and I incredible. didn't know that. Well, and the other thing about Nick, sorry, I'm jumping around so much. Nick. He's a special, oh, the thing amazing. is, is that hmm. I'm so glad that he's hosting the show because he is, people underestimate him uh-huh. and his talent. By the way, he he's is, amazing. He's a, he's a diamond in the rough. Yeah. And I think people I think agree. he's kind of a joke or no. historically mm. was maybe because of AGT or mm. Mariah Carey. He's the best, one of the best hosts he, I there's have no, worked I think with. he's the best. Well, Tom Bergeron was, is amazing incre- to yeah. work with as well. He's a Both pro. of them are the loveliest, easiest, most professional Host that you could imagine, like you know, normally on some well, on some shows, fifty percent of your time, <laughs> if that, yeah, well, yeah but that's an underestimate, yeah, underestimation. Really. But a lot of your time, yeah, ninety-five percent of your time, is taken up managing the personality, the the tantrums of yep. on-screen talent, and you know, this show is the opposite of that, it's right? Amazing. So I have the most gorgeous panel that I love. Who we're all in it together. It's a family. You know, yeah. they love the fact that we don't tell them anything. Yeah, they find it annoying. But they love that but, it's locked but it's, down. But we're right there. It's so play along. Yeah. That's what I yes. love. It's yes. just you're so with them yeah. that, you know, like Jenny McCarthy kept saying like, that's why I love the show. That's why the no. show's so crazy. Because they like, got thrown so much. Right. And they do again this season. It's and like the closer the- you are to Ken, the least likely it is he's going to guess you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <We've> <laughs> just, <laughs> that's a, Oh, that's a good clue. And that's the other thing. Some of the... F- guesses were so hilarious and their reactions to each yeah. other like when she guessed Michael Vick I know they, like, we it, were all in the booth going yeah. what it like stopped the whole I know. it was like a record scratch but like, can you imagine what? for them like we shot that show in 19 days we shot the so series so how did it so it was two two shows a night or we did it? yeah we did multiple days where there were two shows a night okay. a day wow um, a lot. we did we had a three weeks pre-production we had, I mean, it, I, I was just, I was glad we just got something filmed. Right. Honestly, <laughs> right, that right, was right, in right. that mode. I was like, well, at least we've got something in the can. Did you think it was going to work? I, I did. Yeah. I felt, beginning. I was really, I, I don't know. I loved the, the absurdity and the beautiful, yeah. I love, and I, cause the show is three, it's a hybrid of three, four, three genres. It's right. a, you know, it's scripted reality to some degree. Right. Um, it is Project a game Runway. show. It's a game show. Yeah. It's a game show. Um, and it's a performance show, yeah. but really, you know, no one, none of us have worked on a format like that right. because the, the clues and the clue narrative is an additional narrative that runs through the show. That's on top of the normal story narrative that you would have in a performance show like this. Right. There's you the know, two levels of there's it. There's two narratives yeah. that run and both are equally as important and both can upend the other. Exactly. That's it's a, literally it's brilliant. so complicated. It's like crazy enough to work. Yeah. It and is. it's the kind of thing, was it pitched all around town and all the network broadcast networks passed? I think so. Yeah. I think I love so. that. Oh, you got it. But like what I love about Rob and Claire and yeah. Corey is that, you know, they very few people would have taken a chance on that That's show. what I'm saying. Mm, I know. And they, but we all came through dancing. Rob and I came through dancing with the stars where Andrea Wong had taken such a chance on yeah. dancing. And I think that there's some people you need to take risks. You, you know, Did otherwise you, it's boring TV. When you got the call, I'm assuming it was a phone call the next morning with the ratings. What was your reaction? Cause the ratings were amazing the first night. Which yeah. again, you never know. Uh, yeah, and you never know. You I, know? I had I don't have expectations about right. things like that. I'm not a kind of ratings obsessive, you know. 
Um, but I was, I was so thrilled. I was Did you so go shopping? Thrilled. I know you love to shop. I love shopping. <laughs> I go shopping even if they were bad. Right. Did you go extra shopping? If they were shopping? mediocre, I'd go shopping. <laughs> I'd be like, I need to be cheered up because they're mediocre. You're an emotional shopper. You, when you're happy, yes, when you're sad. That's sad. I love it. Yeah, I bite my nails and but it's so, shop. But it's so gratifying, right? It like is. you worked your ass off. You yes. had this crazy timeline. Yes. yes. And I didn't sh- know that the fact that we, we got a show by the end of it that I was proud of, yeah. despite the challenges of a three weeks pre-production, which is not pleasant. As you what can imagine, what was the biggest challenge of the whole thing? The time, back? I think, the time it, we had to, yeah. to prep it. Yeah, you know, that was just it was extra. It was bizarre, and, <laughs> and normally you do these competition formats yeah. on a weekly turnaround. Right. So we did a semi-final in the morning, a final in the afternoon. Oh so then you had lunchtime to go on a journey, these singers. I was like, go on an emotional journey, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, they've only got lunch. Is it hot under the costume? Sorry. Boiling. Just, yeah, I'm just it's realizing boiling. like, do they take it off to eat? It's so they hot. Can- it's, it's hot. They, they can't see brilliantly well. So they have to be, I, I leave all the bits in the show where they're walking into walls and stuff. Right, right, I find right. it really funny. Right. Um, and but how do they, they pee? Like, how do you? They, they have to get out of the entire right, thing. Right. And so when you get out, it takes a long you just time. just don't drink water for like you two days. just don't drink. So we, everyone's dehydrated, which is really and important. And what's with like the men in black thing? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> is that an easy touch? I chose them. Yeah. So what is what is the thing there? Like, um, it's they just were, like the they were security guards okay. that we just don't know. I like it. I just don't know what it is. It's funny. Yeah. And they Basically, yeah, campy. they're basically are sort of on. So Claire O'Donoghue and I um, had this task of choosing them from a big pile of pictures of men. And so we really enjoyed that Fun job, job yeah. one afternoon. I was like, him, I'll take him. I'll I take love him. it. And um, they have become, these four security guards have become They're part of the besties. Stick. They've become besties. Oh, with each other? They never knew one another. And now they come up as a four. They're always as a Stop. four. And they're like, we love each other. That's so funny. They are hilarious, these four. Because honestly. they're part of the shtick Yeah, now. they're in every clue package. Yeah. They have to do choreography. <laughs> They have to. It's I mean, literally, they are. And it just adds another layer to the weirdy. I know. The, weird, the weirder, the better. Exactly. Say, it's just I so say. offbeat. And I know. By but the I was way, let loose. I was let. I was allowed which, to. Yeah, and I feel like that's also Fox. Like I feel yes. like you would have been reined in. Maybe not, but maybe maybe not. Someone as much. would have tried. I think. Yeah, but mm. it, this just feels like this is the perfect home for it. Yes. So, okay. So going back to the judging panel, obviously chemistry between the hosts is going to be, I mean, between the judging panel is going to be super. you can't plan that. That's what right? I'm saying. So yeah. that's kind of magical too. Yes. So you're plucking these four random mm-hmm. people and then yep. you have your guest stars. Yeah. Um, did you have to test their chemistry? Did you do chemistry tests? Like, no, you we do just it? went and got drunk with them. Okay, perfect. Which is always a better way to do it. Um, and that's what you need to do, right? If you want to fast track chemistry with a group of people, then you so need true. to go and get drunk with them. It's just the only thing to do. hundred percent. Right? You know, sitting in a sanitized studio doing chemistry tests totally. is not going to help anybody actually. Um, so that's a great, that's my one tip. Um, but we 100%. went out and we all got on really, really well. And obviously I'm not on camera, but still it's important that we, you have a rapport with the people that, you know, on your show on on-screen talent and they all bring something different to the table. And I think what they love is that we took the stakes away. So, you know, I'm not interested in a kind of a, a traditional judging panel critique right, of anything. I'm right. not interested in it. I'm bored so of it. so true. There's no... no I'm bored of it. Yeah. It's just, uh, we've done the we've same thing. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. But what I am interested in, in is... Um, the the ridiculous the ridiculousness between them all. They're <laughs> kind of and their obsession to find out who is yes. under there. Yeah, they are genuinely obsessed. Robin Thicke's really good. 
By I mean, the I way, guess it. I know. Right. But they also, to, to their credit, they didn't see themselves on the show until it aired. Okay. Because we shot it in 19 days. Yeah. So there was no pilot. I like that. We just shot it. So we just basically did 10 pilots in a row. You know, nobody saw any of it in between. And we just carried on making the same right. mistake from show to show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also probably good. Yeah, it was. Because it yeah, was like, like I, noti- I noticed little things when you binge it the way yes. I did was like when, originally when they were guessing. Yeah. Um, oh, God, now I can't remember who it ended up being. Who just tell me guessing? the costume. And I'll well, tell they you. were guessing Destiny's Child. Oh, Michelle Williams for Lion. Yeah, but who did? Who she was, was Ruby Willis. Ruby Willis. That was a great. That was like what? Wasn't that good? I like, know. No idea. No idea. But, she had such but the funny thing is, is that Robin Thicke at the beginning when they were get Destiny, yeah. Destiny's Child, he was like, "No way, I know their voices. It's not one of Destiny's Child." Yeah. But by the end, he's like, "It's definitely one of Destiny's <laughs> Child." I was like, "You're busted." Okay, we well, like, haven't tracked that very yeah, well. See, now I'm we? critiquing. Season well, also, one. if you you realize that what they do is sometimes they'll 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 hear something, a clue that they won't tell anyone, right? Because they just don't think it's important, right? Yeah. Something insignificant. Yes. That then you get to the end of the season and suddenly it becomes the, the entire clue. basis right. for their final guest. Well, Hollywood royalty. Yes. And it then was... we're unpicking things, trying to find the moment when they first saw that clue. Yeah. To then, because you don't realize it's important. Completely. You know, so it's like a pod, it is, I, I compare it to like s- s- Serial, the podcast. It seems a very weird thing to say, <laughs> no, but I love it. Um, what I say to the team is when we, when we prep the show, we do a clue arc for every singer. And the idea is, is that you should be able to get to the end and, and have go a strong... back and go, they, all the clues were there, yeah. right? So yeah. that's, it, it's weirdly like a podcast. It's a mystery. My, it's a mystery in my head. Yeah, yeah. It has to be plotted out first. The Mass Singer's a true crime show. It's quite <laughs> <laughs> well, Izzy, Izzy's here to tell you yeah, it's, it's actually a true crime, crime podcast. It's really intellectual. Hey, listen, millions and millions and millions of downloads, not too shabby. No. So, yeah, no, and you absolutely do that. And Nick always says, like, you know, what were the clues that you picked up? Yes. I mean, I love that. So, in terms of season two, yeah. what can you tell us? Obviously, you can't, that's the thing, you can't promote it in the sense of, no. like, here are the celebrities. No. So then how do you, what, what can well, you share? Is there anything different? The clues different? are harder, right? So oh, the we, clues were really hard for no, season they're two. Re- well, they're hard. It depends on who you know, right? Yeah, so true. if you are a super fan of someone and we sit there talking about clues, everyone will go, people who love that celebrity will go, that's so obvious. You can't include that. And then sports people, I have no idea Same. who they are. Antonio right? Brown is like, hello, no, Sailor. You can tell me you? anything. <laughs> I'm like, what? I would never guess. Right. So it's very subjective what yeah. is easy and what's not easy to, for somebody. But um, the clues this time around, we wanted the season one. It's like, let's let everyone just work out what the format is. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's not make it too complicated. Right. But now we're like, okay, you guys, the viewers went mental in terms of clue, rabid clue hunting, which I was so happy about. Um, I'm really nosy. So I would be doing the same thing if it was me. Um, but we didn't know how viewers would respond to the clue, the clue portion of the show. So we've made them much harder. Um, so the clues are harder. The performances are ridiculously good. Like, People came to this season knowing what season one was, right? So they came, we had, a, there's a level of competition between the the standard of singing is is really mind-blowing. And it was mind-blowing from like show three onwards, you know, wow. it was just... Yeah. I can't believe you got Gladys Knight. I know. I mean, right? epic. Really, I know. She's Amazing. an icon. She's an icon. An icon. There's some very big icons 
got some very big yeah. people this time around. Oh my. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited. I know. So exciting. All right. So we will, we will all be watching Mass Singer. Yes. Let's go back. So Dancing with the Stars, obviously, yes. is a huge show that yes. you were with from the UK. Yeah. So take us back from, you know, you've been producing a long time. That was your first, from your resume, it looks like your first really big shiny yeah. floor show that kind of you started from almost scratch yeah i did start with that from scratch the that was in 2003 Gosh, started that, that. was early yeah, reality so odd i my the first ever show i did apart from i was an intern in new york and my when i was 18 19 because my uncle's a, a documentary producer and he made my mother send me out to new york when i was 18 or 19 <clears throat> to work on a uh series called target mafia for a and e Wow, and um, I know, and honestly, so I blame him for absolutely everything. He gave you the bug, yeah, he did. What's his name? David Royal. He okay. runs the Smithsonian. Oh right, yeah, oh, and wow. um, he's a, like a proper documentary maker. Yeah. So he's very intellectual and is very disgusted by what I do. Um, and <laughs> has he actually seen the Mass Singer though? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, don't I mean, knock it till I, I, that should I, be your your head. Don't knock it till you try it. I know, right? No, yeah. he does. He does. He he's very supportive, but he's but he does really an intellectual and smart programming, and um, <laughs> and uh, so he got me out to to the US. That's how I got the bug really for TV. Um, and I fell in love with Lucky Luciano, who's obviously dead as a gangster, mafioso gangster, and um, came back to England going, I have to do TV. So I started in documentaries. But the first ever series I did was called Strictly Dancing, which was a series about dance, different dance styles. And so it wasn't a competition. No, it was a, it was a documentary series wow. about dancing. Like we did rack sharky belly dancing. Yeah. And we did the jive in one show. <laughs> and so weirdly, so that was the first ever show in 95 that I worked on. And then um, Strictly Come Dancing came along. Okay. And that was in 2003, which was um, based on a British ballroom dancing competition a real one that had been on the bbc for 40 years called strictly dancing okay right and no sorry called come dancing and i was obsessed with the baz lerman film strictly ballroom yes oh yes, i love that movie i love yeah. that film so when i got a call about a development project at the bbc about ballroom dancing i was like yes i'm in i'm in because it was such a weird concept you know, and it was all this kind of the color of your fake tan is extremely important. <laughs> just so you know, the hue of brown. Yeah. Um, and the sort of the the four smiles on the dance floor and the really the kind of the um, cat fighting that goes on off. Right. All right. of that was fascinating to me. Um, so we developed it. I was part of a core team who developed it from scratch. And, then and that became, so that became the basis for Dancing mm -hmm. with yeah. the Stars. Mm -hmm. So how did that transition happen? Did you come over literally yes. with the show? Yeah. yeah. Like I came were, over for three months. So ABC said, we want to buy it. Yep. We want the same showrunner yes. who did the British yes. person. Oh exactly. my God. Yeah. They thought I was a male. Oh. John today <laughs> thought I was a man called Izzy. And uh, yeah, for about three months until we met. And uh, <laughs> I'm know exactly. I know Andrew Wong had be had, so she'd bought the show from Richard Hopkins, who was my then boss and mentor, who sadly has passed away now. But he basically sold the show to the US and um I was brought over with Matilda Zoltowski, who's now EP of um, World of Dance and Bring the Funny. Um, Joe Sunker, who's over at Fox, Rob Wade, and Alex Rosinski, who directs Mars Singer. 
Oh my God. So us five came together. Wow. Um, and we came for three months. So, and so what did you think? Well, I have a few questions about that transition. First of all, did you think that it would work just as no, well? No, okay. absolutely not. Second of all, what were the changes that you guys made or that the network wanted you to make from the British version? That were it's, It was the storytelling sensibility. I think that we are, even though we speak the same language and... Ish. It, kind of. <laughs> yeah, not really, do we? Yeah, you we speak say, properly. You say aluminum and stuff. Um, <laughs> we, we speak the same language, but we're, we're culturally so different, yeah. right? And the storytelling, the way that we tell stories in the UK is so much more understated. You mean you assume that the viewer has a brain? Yeah. <laughs> and they, and sometimes they do. I mean, it's amazing. Really? Yeah. You mean you don't and have to explain the same thing four times? 85 times. With I'm going to tell you what we're going to see now. Right. Then we're going to see it and I'm going to recap. tell you what we just saw. <laughs> and then when we come back from the break, I'm going to do the same thing. It drives me crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah, it drives me crazy. It is, that's very interesting, actually. Mm, it's that, really frustrating. Yeah. And, and I think it takes you three years. I would say it takes three years for a Brit to come over here and to acclimatize to the sensibility, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because the 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 storytelling the storytelling devices are different. Would you try to push up against that when you yes, came? Like, constantly. oh, you, of course they understand. Constantly. We don't need to do that. Yeah, fighting against everything. Right. Yes, right. And they were just the like, shut up, you Brit. Yes, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, we were we were just here to have fun. To be really honest, right. I mean, we were. I was living <laughs> in basically on my apartment um, balcony, looked into the parking lot of the studio. So, and where I could see into the, my office and into wow. the edit, right? So I would be shouting at people from the balcony, <laughs> get back in there, you're you know, leaving too early. So we were in this bubble, this tiny bubble. And um, I put my apartment into storage, you know, which I only took out two years ago. Wow. Oh, so yeah. you really just thought you were going back. I've always been going <laughs> You're back. still going back. I'm still going you, back. Right. I'm not going back now. Really, right. Now you've got too many kids. I've got too many children. Right. I can't. <laughs> I know. And ex-husbands. Ex yeah, there's too much going on. Exactly. So, um, But you had one foot in, one foot out. I'm just having a yeah. good time. Yeah. We'll see, get this off the ground and yeah. then I'll go back to mm -hmm. my life. Yes. So then... So basically it becomes, no, I don't remember. Did it, was it a slow burn? Did it no, become a hit right out of the box? It came a hit out of the box. It was ridiculous. It was like, wow. We were getting an 11 rating remember when those 11. yeah today that would be I mean, unheard of it's extraordinary yeah. i remember wow. getting an email from steve mcpherson who's yeah. running abc yeah going you've got an 11 and i didn't know what that meant right. i was like what <laughs> oh we got an 11 i right. remember just walking around it's going does anyone know what 11 means because <laughs> i was all about millions right right yes. right mm, so was, so then he said um he went, do you want to do another they said do you want to do a special and right, then okay. a season two. And so I would stay on a six month extended visa, basically. Was it the K1 visa? It was, a, um, no. Not the K1, Not the K1. Uh, ex excellence one. Like yes, the, it's the alien with extraordinary ability. Yes, yes, yes. I've had to write uh, recommendations. Yes. It's so funny. Yeah. So, um, and did that. So, and I did that for, so I did two seasons in the UK. Okay. And then four seasons here in the US. Wow. And by that point I was done. You just got sick of it. I, it was, it was so all consuming. We oh, yeah. were doing like 40 episodes a year. Oh, we were, God. I'd have Wednesday off, right? Who, no one else has Wednesday off except ballroom dancers. So it was like, <laughs> right. oh, dad is going, wow. are you going to marry one of them? Because right. I was single. Were you going to? No. Did you ever hook no. up with any of those no. cute Russians? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> They're not my type, <laughs> luckily. So, yeah. So, 
quite is Dancing with the Stars the longest running competition reality show? I think I think so. It must be. I mean, right? it's in the Guinness Book of Records as the most successful entertainment format because it's been sold into so many wow. countries, which is pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, we had no idea. The first country that bought it was Australia. And then it was the U.S. And then it just, okay. Mm, yeah. So then you produced 5 million episodes of that show and you were burnt out. Yes. And, and really it, needed a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And is that when, that's when you met your first yes. husband? Okay, yes. got it. So exactly. then you went to BBC. Yeah, so BBC Worldwide was the production company. Right, so you already knew everybody So I there. knew everyone there. Paul Telegdi was running it then. And um, I'd said to him, um, you know, and I'd known, obviously he'd been involved since day one on dancing and he knew that I just really needed a break. I was really burnt out. And um, so he said to me, I took six months off. And then he said, do you want to come into the development department? And so I went into the BBC's development and stayed there for seven, eight years. Wow, it's a yeah. long time. Mm, I know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so was that Ladies of London time yeah. too? Okay. Yeah. So, because I know we can't get into every show, but yeah. I love that show. I miss that show. I love I a good love Bravo docuseries, show. but so many of the housewives things that they do now copy from ladies of London. Do they? Yeah. Like how ladies of London always started with like a quick zoom into each of the women. Yes. That started, that was never a housewives trope until after ladies of oh, London. Now they do that almost every Ooh, housewives franchise. Yeah. Well, that was a challenge. That show was, uh, was given to me as a challenge as in from scratch also from my boss. Yeah. I sold it straight to series in the room. Wow. Um, who was, was the exec at the time? Eli. It was Eli who bought love it. Eli. I love him. And then uh, it was, taken over them by current right okay got um it. but essentially so the idea my boss said to me at the time jane tranter who was had come over you know to run to run bbc worldwide and she said to me i bet no one here can sell a show to bravo and i was like oh Ooh, really don't you dare oh, really don't you really? dare dare me <laughs> i know exactly and so and the, i was fascinated by the culture clash between us all right yeah. so and then knowing what it's like in the UK of you can't buy your way in and it is so much about unspoken rules. Yeah. That's where the show was born. Mm. Yeah. That's and so, yeah, right. and then I got a friend of mine um, in the UK to help cast it. And then my cousin helped because she's in a kind of highfalutin society, you know, world. Yeah. Um, and we got this fantastic cast and then realized there was this one narrative that was running through all of it, which was this guy, Scott Young, who was the boyfriend of Noel Reno, but everybody knew on our cast and had a very controversial storyline at the heart of it. Wait, was that, maybe I didn't see season one mm. because I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that was season one. So he was, he was um, a very, very wealthy financier who had just gone through the most expensive divorce My in the God. UK of all time. And he had claimed that $148 million had gone missing. He just lost it. He didn't know where it was. And so he'd even gone to, he ended up going to prison for it. He wouldn't open up his bank account or anything. And he was dating Noel. Caroline Stanbury knew him. Caprice Beret knew him. Julia Angus. They all, Annabelle Nielsen. Wow. They all knew him. And so that we created. That was the thread. Yeah, around. that was the thread that ran through it. I mean, the whole department, we all worked on it together. You yeah. know, it was a real team effort, but it was definitely, I went in to sell it with um, Michael Brooks and I, we both were running unscripted over at BBC Worldwide and we'd been selling a lot by that point and we're on a kind of competitive street with each other. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I mean, know. listen, I always say like, you need that one. I mean, to me, Caroline Stanberry is the star of that show. She's an amazing reality TV character. Yeah, she's extraordinary. She's gorgeous. She's smart. She's a villain. She plays both sides. I mean, she's just 
Extraordinary. Yeah, she needs to come back to something. I know, doesn't she? But she's just like happy in Dubai now. She's happy in Dubai. Do you keep in touch with her? I do actually, yeah. Yeah. She comes back here quite often. And Julia Angus, I'm really close to. I just heard her on a podcast, actually. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. And the clash between the, yeah, I mean, you you got it right. Like the sort of Americans trying to be in Yeah, you can't do it. You can't can't do it, Can't buy your way in. Yeah. (laughs) No, and I love that. I love the fact that, you know, in the UK, we think all Americans are very brash and loud, right? We have all these kind of like, it's a horrible judgment. I know. And then here, everyone thinks, you know, that we're British, very uptight and snotty. Right. Yeah. And uh, our sense of humor could not be more different oftentimes, right? I love the British sense of humor i do well no because it's just it's dry and snarky snarky understated like you said yeah and so that's that automatically causes kind of conflict right yeah um and then the other thing we really tried to do which was quite a battle with bravo at the time was you know i wanted london to be a personality as well yeah so it was like coming through a gargoyle's face when you're going into a scene that was going to be like an angry scene or kind of so we tried to use the streets of london as a personality we used a british composer to, to do music we used a british graphics company so we tried to break the mold of what really Bravo shows because they have such a formula oftentimes with the docu-series. You think? I know it's really hard. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. But they, um, so we, um, so we made it not, and we, we wouldn't make it a housewives title because A, the ladies wouldn't do a housewives. And it wasn't a housewives it's show. Not, no. It was different. That's actually what I loved about it. Mm. Also their style. Yes. That's honestly the number one reason yep. why I watched it was for the mm, style. Right. I loved the way yes. they each dress, their yeah. houses. Mm. I mean, it's talk about aspirational in like a completely different way. I know. In like a travel and leisure way. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the, I, I'd sort of had a run in with one of the exec at the time at Bravo, um, based on the interview backgrounds for the women uh. and I didn't want to do them like they were done on all the other housewife shows because they didn't match tonally and stylistically to how I thought these women were how did you want to do I it? wanted to do these really cool like wallpapers backgrounds like mm-hmm. very intricate wallpapers right yeah. and to not make them look like they were a fake living room right but to actually give them a very stylized background and I was told I was to do them like they were done on Housewives and I didn't want to do that. So I kept sending kind of different versions back and that didn't go down very well. (laughs) Let's put it that way. And, uh, but yeah, that was our big creative fight was over that the yeah. interview backgrounds which is weird huh? it's hard to break molds I know, you know especially I know. when something works and it's you know if it's not broken but that's also how you stand out like Mass yeah. Singer yeah so was it hard for you to go I mean obviously the muscle that you use for a shiny floor format competition show is so different than yeah. a docuseries yeah. and docuseries you have to find the find the story I mean same you, thing though we do, we're always trying to find the story. Right, but mm. you know what I mean, in a way where you have nothing to hang on, yes. really, because right. you don't even have a format. Yep. Is, do you have one that you prefer? Do you have, was it much more challenging to do the docu? They're different. They're so different. Like docu is emotionally draining, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's like, I remember I had three docus yeah. at the same time wow. at one point, and I just had my daughter. And so she was eight weeks old when I'd gone back to work. Oh, wow. um, and I had Ladies of London. I had Breaking Point, which was a ballet docu about, for the CW. And I had um, Love Town USA, which was for OWN. So I had on Breaking Point, there were 42, 47 ballet dancers oh with a union and the ballet company. So all of that talent on one side. Then there was Ladies of London, which was all those women and their management. 
and the network. And then there was Love Town USA, which was a social experiment taking over. I remember that. And I was just like, I was never not on the phone. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, those, that was incredibly draining, I'd say. And it's real people and their lives. And, you know, I don't believe in, in, um, I don't believe in screwing people over. So, you know, <laughs> I love the BBC values of truth, honesty, and accuracy. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't, we never franken bit anything. Wow. You know, you have to produce properly. You can't go in and create story from something that doesn't exist, wow. which is, and I, what I a still, concept. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't do, no one can ever be given an opinion. They haven't otherwise expressed themselves. So, and that's how I, and I, so I like docu when I was doing it through the BBC. That's why it's called factual. Yes. Exactly. Um, but 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 performance shows are like they're just beasts. Yeah. I mean they are beast. a whole different beast. Yeah. So you had a short stint at Ryan Seacrest. Yes. Very short. Yes, like ten months. Are we gonna so we just move over? Yeah, yeah I okay. think I would. <laughs> Seems that's been a, yeah. Yeah. resigned from that. Yeah. Yes. I know that was hard. I had Jason Sarlanis on. I heard, yeah. Ago. He was yeah. so polite about it. Yeah, all. I, I can yeah, that just seems it's like very a, traumatic. People just want to breeze over that whole thing. It's an inter- part of it was interesting experience as a woman. Yeah. Let's well let's oh, that's that interesting. Mm. I was gonna ask you about that because mm. you are such a powerful woman in our industry. Are you at the point now where you don't feel like you're fighting some of those battles that maybe you have fought earlier in your career? You're always fighting. Yeah. You're always fighting the battles, but I think you have to just stand up for yourself and not give a crap. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, honestly, I couldn't give two shits if someone (laughs) thinks that, because they think, oh, you're blonde, she's blonde and she likes jewelry and clothes and she's five foot three and I teach her around sometimes and people may have a preconceived notion of what therefore, what maybe I'm capable of, right? Actually, I have just as much experience as any guy out there uh, that I work with, you know, and the boys club thing is interesting. I mean, I went to boys boarding school, so I, I'm, I'm comfortable in a male environment. I don't find it intimidating. Um, I think that women, we just get, it's hard for women because we, if you're passionate, which I am, that can be misconstrued as being emotional, right? Which is not apparently a good thing. Right. That's you know? interesting. Um, Do you make it a point to hire women and sort of help mentor and grow yeah, other yeah, younger yeah, yeah, women? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And I have, I have, I had amazing female mentors myself. So I had, I just, I did a show with Carol Burnett recently yes. on Netflix and that was pretty much an entirely female crew, you know, and that's also challenging. Yeah. As you can imagine. Uh, yeah. I worked at Oxygen with all women and I, and it I, gets very, very I was shocked by at a certain point, I actually was like, I need some men yes, around. You do. And you I need was a balance. surprised by myself mm-hmm. because I thought like that would be the ideal thing. And it really actually wasn't. It really wasn't. No, <laughs> it, nothing. I think anything in extreme measures yeah. is not yeah. a good thing. You know, Carol you need- Burnett though. Oh my God. No. Was she just as wonderful as she seems? She was. I mean, it was really hard that show. Yeah. I, I watched you know. it. I watched a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was really hard because I got very sick in the middle of it. Oh so I got kidney stone oh, on a no. flight from London. <gasps> Um, two hours into the flight and oh, ended up being hospitalized God. for about Jesus. Four, three or four weeks. I was really ill. And so I kept calling, you know, Dick Clark Productions saying, hire someone I'm else. Die. And they were like, nah, I'll be all right. Um, and oh, so wow. I went into this run of, we did 12 shows wow. in, no, nine shows in 12 days. And we had, you know, caster Ed Carroll. Yeah. Um, who, you know, is absolutely legendary, but also, you know, she's also she's 86. Older. Yeah, she's older. Yeah. 
And then um, a panel of young children. Is she really 86, by the she way? She is now, I think. Mm. Holy shit. A panel of yeah. very young children. What do they say? Never work with kids or animals. I mean, who are four to eight years old. And then a bunch <laughs> right. of celebrities. Right. I was like, at any given moment, yeah. someone was either napping or crying. Yeah. Or, you know, it was like <laughs> napping or eating. And I was literally like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> <laughs> hardest oh, show ever so that was really hard um was that the hardest show you've ever done it was one of the hardest yeah. shows i think i've ever done yeah, yeah. wow was. yeah so we're getting down the home stretch here mm. obviously mass singer is going to premiere uh very soon september 25th yeah Wednesday, can't wait um what do you see do you still have goals for your own career would you be happy to do 10 more seasons of mass singer like where do you see the next five to ten years of your career going do you know, I'm, I'm really weird like this. I don't really like to have a plan because to me, life's more interesting if you don't. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm very, I'm a creative soul at heart. So I don't, I don't have aspirations to have anyone's job in a corporation. <laughs> don't worry, bosses. No, really don't worry. I'm not, don't, I definitely <laughs> Please don't, don't give me I your don't job. <laughs> want those jobs. Um, I want to just be able to create. I honestly do. And I don't care in what capacity that is. So that could be, maybe it will take me, uh, maybe I'll stay in TV. Maybe I won't. I love write. I write a lot, you know, because through work, you know, obviously we all, we all do. Um, but I don't, I, ha I have no idea. Actually. Do you think you have a book in you? I've started writing a book for mm -hmm. young girls. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's called how to fail, flop and f uh, how to crash, fail, flop your way into not becoming a lady. Oh, I yeah. love it. So it's, it's, only, it's only, it's really, I'm doing it for my own benefit, but um, it's all based on all my old journals that my mother has just shipped to me from, I wrote every day from the age of 11 to 28. Oh my God. So that sounds yeah, amazing. I've just been shipped all of these things as so she's cleared out her house. That is, mm, that's so got I've legs. started pulling stuff out of it. So, I love that. Mm. Well, you're very, I mean, I think you should publish that book because I think <laughs> it would be inspirational because, you know, you're a real person oh. and you're not trying to make things, you know what I mean? Uh, you're just a down to earth, mm -hmm. real person who's had a lot of success, but has worked hard to get there. Yeah. And I think that's really inspirational. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for doing very this. inspirational. No, that's, that's sweet. You are. <laughs> no, you are. You hang up. Thank you. <laughs> you hang up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for you doing love. this. Thank you, love. Thank you.